The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. Talking burgundy and gold, the commanders, the commies, the C's, W's, whatever you call them, got the win against Chicago on Thursday night, uh, the last we checked in. And, Kevin, a lot of news has happened since then. But what I want to do, if you will allow me to be selfish, I want to talk a little bit about the comments that Coach Ron Rivera made when they asked him what was the difference between the commanders and the other teams in the NFC uh, East. He said quarterback, okay? Yes, he did. You're waiting like it was Carson Wentz's fault that the team was where they were and nothing else, just Carson Wentz. And that's the difference between uh, uh, the commanders and the Eagles. That's the difference between the commanders and the Giants and the commanders and the Cowboys. So what I ended up doing was on uh, during the game against the Bears, I took notes and just wanted to outline a bunch of stuff that happened that wasn't Carson Wentz's fault. Like the like, if they were to lose that game, there was a bunch of things that happened that had nothing to do with Carson Wentz. So, do you mind if I go through a few of these things? Oh, hey, hey, take your time. I'm sure we re- agree on all of them. Go ahead. Okay, so the first thing was in the first half, there was a, a penalty called for 12 men on the field. That's not Carson Wentz's fault. <laughs> in the second quarter, the Bears had a big run where there were four missed tackles. I saw the replay three times. There were four missed tackles. Carson Wentz doesn't play defense. That wasn't his fault. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, let's see. There was a play in the first half where Roquan Smith, the Bears, burst through the line, went past two blockers. The blockers on the offensive line, by the way, were found after the play on their stomachs, on the ground, <laughs> and their quarterback got blasted. That's not Carson's fault, okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, inside the two-minute warning, Samuels dropped two passes. One was a TD pass. That was not Carson's fault. Um Samuels also dropped the pass that was possibly a first down inside of a minute uh, and before the first half ended. That also was not Carson Wentz's fault. Uh, let's see. Uh, it was six minutes, 24 seconds left in the third quarter. Uh, they got creative again. Not Carson Wentz's fault that they weren't creative after the first week when they attacked him. He hasn't called the plays. And so I saw some creativity there late uh, in the third quarter. The fact that they weren't creative was not Carson Wentz's fault. Let's see. Uh, Wentz hurting his ankle trying to slide. Now, that is his fault, but not the reason they're one in three. I mean, one in right, four. Right, right, right. Okay, so, that, so him hurting his ankle when he tried to slide, that's his fault, but not the reason that they're one in three. Uh, let's see. The false start on third and goal uh, to start the fourth, that was not his fault. He didn't move. Someone else on offense did. The tip ball on third and goal. Uh, his fault, but again, not the reason they're one and four. And then when he hurt his finger, as we know now, is a fracture. A fracture. That's just a good. That's just the thing that happens in football. Not his fault. Even if you want to blame him for it, not the reason they were one and four before the win. And that's just my list of things for Coach Rivera. Well, you know, first of all, the fact that the coach said that, <laughs> I, I mean. 
you know, there's, there's certain things of, uh, you know, you can misspeak. Like if he meant to say, I gave him a quarterback before the game, right? You know, I, you know, he gave me a dollar, <laughs> I gave him a quarterback. Maybe he meant to say that. Or I, I first of all, let's go to the game, then we'll get to the post game. There are two reasons why this team, our Manders, as we affectionately refer to them, won this game. The first one is the Bears punt returner, whose name escapes me right now, for some strange reason thought that he could feel this punt, you know, at his own five-yard line, and the ball must have been knuckling or whatever, right, and just lost his footing, a sense of the ball, awareness, and gave the Manders the ball inside the 10-yard line, right? Mm -hmm. Which, side note, if you go to the sideline after that play, you see Justin Fields going to this kid, encouraging him, telling him. Because I saw in the playoffs last year, I saw Patrick Mahomes do that same thing, same thing to their punt returner and said, man, he told me, he said, man, forget this. You get back on the field and you do what you do for us, <laughs> right? You know, right. we're going to need right. you. Yeah. Do what you do for us, right? And, and this guy, whoever it was, scored the touchdown for the Chiefs last year. Justin Fields showed leadership, did the same thing. That was one, that was half of the reason. The other half, <laughs> after they got the ball back, the Bears, thanks to Justin Fields, came right down the field. <laughs> yep. They got to the five-yard line, and on fourth down, he put the ball in his receiver's hands. Now, if you, if you read certain media in this area, it was a great play by Benjamin St. Juicy. Mm-hmm. But the ball was in the kid's hands, and St. Juicy just hit him, pushed him. It, yeah. He didn't break the pace or anything. So it was – First of all, I'm very happy. I'm always happier that we win than when we lose. I just haven't had occasion to be that happy this year. So, and then to have that happen in the post game, it was, it was, it was. He he said what he meant to what he meant to say. It wasn't a miss uh, speak. It wasn't a. He didn't get tongue tied. He meant. He actually believes that, and that's the frightening part. He believes that everything he's doing and his crew is doing. It's okay. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. It's okay. And it must be the fact that this one person, this one person who he picked, since he's a personnel guy, who yep. he picked and decided he was going to lock into a long contract, that he wasn't getting the job done. So that there you have it. We know. We know exactly why. It's all I mean, Carson Wentz is so bad, he says, tongue-in-cheek. He's so bad that the team knew last year they were going to get him this year, so that's why they were bad last year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's what's interesting, too, and I come back to a point that one of my favorite uh, sports broadcasters in the DMV, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Stanfield, said this years ago, (laughs) prophetically almost, when it came down to having, you know, number four, uh, Heineke, uh, versus, um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I often affectionately call Matthew Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I love golf. When he, like, we know what Fitzpatrick is. Why do you want to settle for that? In the offseason, we know what Heineke is. I mean, uh, what Carson Wentz is. Yeah. Why do you want to settle for that? Who's shocked that, that, that Wentz is hurt, you know, midway through the season? It happens everywhere he goes. <laughs> Don't forget when the Eagles won that Super Bowl, Nick Foles won it. Heine- right, right. I mean, the Heineke. I keep saying Heineke. I guess it's a Freudian slip. But Wentz was hurt. I mean, this oh, happens all the time with him. And so we know what you're, what we're getting with him. We know who he is. You know, was it uh, 
Dennis Green, he is who we thought he was. <laughs> Listen, there are passes he makes where you're like, whoa, there's not a lot of guys in the league who can make that pass. And then he makes another pass where you're like, whoa, a lot of guys in this league doesn't make that pass because you got to be better than that in order to even think, you know, I mean, we know what we're getting with him. And it goes back to two years ago. I still believe that the commanders would be better off, even if Heineke wasn't the quarterback today, would be better off if after that Tampa Bay loss, they said coming into the offseason, he's going to be the guy. We're going to give him a complete offseason, put people around him, and whatever happens next year, we're going to figure out whether he is the guy or not. We act like last year was a, was a full vote of confidence in Heineke when it wasn't. Fitzpatrick got hurt the first week of, of, of the season, and Heineke played the rest. He didn't have the full offseason. There weren't a lot of weapons last right. year. And now there's all these folks, and you got two camps, give Heineke a shot, Heineke's the guy, or he's not the guy. And there was some local uh, uh, D.C. media uh, on a specific station, <laughs> 980, in the afternoon. <laughs> I had to call up and say, you're wrong about Heineke. I'm not saying that he's going to be great. I'm not saying he can take the team to a Super Bowl. What I'm saying is you don't know what he is because the team never gave him a chance. And they want to go and say, well, well, you know, the team uh, and the coaches see him in practice and see him during the offseason, and they don't think he can do it. How come you, 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 know, you trust yourself more than the coaches? It's like, well, because we see what they produce. <laughs> That's right. But their decision-making – puts the team in, and we know that they make right. bad decisions right you know, we can, i might not be right but i know they're wrong <laughs> that's the thing. like we don't know that he's the wrong guy that's we right know that every single q listen we can even go back we can go the organization forget the coaching staff we can go to the organization whether you want to look at cousins and i don't think cousins is the guy he puts up a lot of numbers in junk time but he puts up numbers you can go back to dwayne haskins not giving this kid an actual shot of fair chance, which is exactly what they're doing on Heineke, you can point to all this stuff. They make horrible decisions when it comes to quarterback. So what are you talking about that, oh, well, they've seen him in practice and if they think that he can't do it, then clearly he can't. No, they make bad decisions and we see it all the time. If he can't do it, why is he on this team? <laughs> there's what, there's exactly. a couple of dozen quarterbacks floating yeah. around the league. Yep. If he can't do it, why do they put him on the team? They made a, a decision uh, when uh, the end of the year when they had to start the playoff game because Alex Smith couldn't play. Uh, they made the decision that this is our best shot. What I don't understand is you had a guy there, even if you felt like he wasn't your long-term solution. You had a guy there that could be the perfect placeholder, and you could draft the quarterback and groom him. Bill, you know, they really – I don't know what they were thinking. Did they think that Chase Young was going to lead the defense and was going to lead the NFL in scoring or something and they wouldn't have to put an offense <laughs> on the field? Is that what they thought? I know they thought the defense was going to be a lot better than it was, and whose mm -hmm. fault is that? Mm -hmm. You know, it's – you know, he, uh, for whatever reason, uh, what we know is Ron Rivera had the leverage to come in making demands when he got this job, right? He could demand to be the personnel guy to have the final decision on this and that. And what he did, he surrounded himself with people that made him comfortable, mm -hmm. right? That's why you got uh, Scott Turner here. That's why Kyle Allen was brought here as a quarterback. That's why you had the the, the linebackers here, right? You know, uh mm -hmm. 
we don't know why Cam didn't come, right? If uh, Greg Olson would come out the booth, he probably would get Greg Olson back in. Oh, for you sure. Know? Yeah. But see, what happens is you got the, the type of players that make you comfortable, that makes your life easier, but there's no guarantee that they will win games for you, you know? Right. Um, right. You, know right. you know, I'd rather... Yeah, you you can't tell me that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were were, were, uh, were running buddies after after it's the clear, game, it's right? It's clear that they weren't. It's clear right. that they weren't. Right, 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 right. But they but they both needed each other. They both served each other's purpose, right? Yeah. So yep. yeah. So the coach said exactly what it is. It's the quarterback's fault. It's not my fault. You all look at him. I mean, he didn't say all he said was the quarterback. He he made a direct comparison between Jalen Hurts. Um, between at the time of uh, 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 whoever the, the poor guy is in Dallas who probably won't have, have his job. Cooper Rush. <laughs> yeah, Cooper Rush, right? <laughs> and uh, Daniel Jones. He mm-hmm. compared all three of them and said that we got the, the worst out of uh, That's the difference. That's the way, why they're better and we're the worst. Cooper Rush, a backup quarterback in Dallas. Yes. So for you to say the quarterbacks, like you really mean to tell me that you think your number one is worse than the Cowboys' number two? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what are we talking about? Like, That's about what are we know, talking about? I don't know, but I, I know that I had tweeted early in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I said, if this team is two and four at the beginning of the season, and then I had a, a, a video of a guy in a catapult being launched off <laughs> in the distance, <laughs> it just ain't happening. That's right. solid proof. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. It just is not happening. You look at the Giants. Remember the Giants last year when the guy tried to quarterback sneak from mm-hmm. the from like the twenty eight yard line. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know that was pathetic. You got a first year coach in New York, don't you? Isn't that mm-hmm. is that a first year coach? Yeah. Uh, second year coach in, in in Philly, right? You know. And by the and, way, and Cooper Rush is four and one this season. Cooper <laughs> Rush. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Now, what's happening now, as you can see, with the Eagles game, two things are there with that Eagles game. Number one, the Eagles are starting to believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's scary. When the team, you know, like uh, I think it was Bill, um, Bill Parcell says, you are what your record says that you are, right? You know, right now the Eagles are the only undefeated team, and they're taking that persona on. Right. We're the bad boys. You, become, you bring that into a football field, that's a dangerous thing. That happened, and it's happening along the time where they're getting the film on Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. They're knowing what to take away from him and what to make him uncomfortable with. And, and, and for some reason, seeing that, Dallas didn't rely on the run game. That's, that was the only way, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But as far as the burgundy and gold uh, goes, or the maroon and black, whatever they decide to wear next week, <laughs> uh, we won. We're on a one-game winning streak, man. There We're undefeated go. in the past week or so. Yeah, well, and there you go. And um, I don't know whether the quarterback had anything to do with it or not, but we'll see um, because now he's got the surgery on the ring finger on the throwing hand, and so now we're faced with Taylor Heineke having to um, having to play. This will hey. lead a little bit into fake news or not, but I won't go there yet. Wait, wait a minute. Before, I got yeah, some breaking news here. Uh-huh. I got some video. I got some audio of Carson Wentz after the game at, with the medical crew. Okay, <laughs> here he goes. What do you mean my fingers hurt? Ow, man! Why you do that? <laughs> 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 there you go. Exclusive audio that you only get here at the Federal Football Report. And so, Kevin, on a scale of 1 to 10, and again, this may bleed into fake news and I don't know, on a scale of 1 to 10, um, how comfortable are you with Heineke starting at quarterback this Sunday at home against the Packers? Who are struggling I'm, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, 
they, they call Washington the medicinal team because they help other teams get better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, I'm very comfortable with it. I think that a couple of things, remember uh, last year uh, against the Packers is where Heine made the little boo-boo where he tried to do the Heine can dive mm -hmm. uh, and, it, and it was just short. <laughs> And didn't quite make it in. And the game sort of fell apart after that because the team didn't score. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was playing well against Green Bay up to that point. Correct. Um, uh, and, you know, he's, I guess he's a native of that area. So, like, going home for him, even though the Packers are coming here, you know, he grew up watching Green Bay. So I'm very, I'm very comfortable with it. And the thing about it is he has a rapport with this team. He doesn't have to prove himself to this team. He's already the man, right, you know. So he – he has something. He has an advantage. He has a definite uh, advantage uh, right now being the starting quarterback. And uh, Wentz didn't have it. And nothing against Wentz. I haven't seen him do anything wrong. I've seen him, like, with a lack of protection, you know, uh, due to the fact that they revamped this coaching staff, uh, player personnel staff, revamped the offensive line, let two key players go. And, and it was an injury, of course. And now you got revolving doors in the middle, you know. So Heineke right. um, knows that's happening, and uh, he's mobile. And that's right. the only thing that's going to save him. What I didn't understand last year is why they didn't design his mobility into the structure of the play. Let the mm -hmm. let him roll left, roll right, bootleg, some stuff, you know. We... I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Heineke, Heineke being a quarterback. I just want to see how the team utilizes what he has, what he brings. Oh, you mean like what they game plan to his strengths, things like that that other teams do. What they should do. Let's, let's, let's see. And you notice that Scott went back upstairs uh, this week. Well, maybe the – I don't know. Maybe who knows if he was asked to go back up there or he just said, ah, I don't want to be around this. Or, <laughs> or maybe they said, Oh, so you're Scott Turner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the guy who's calling. The you're, the guy call, right. you're the guy calling the players. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, here's the thing, you know, um, I don't have, like you said, I haven't seen Carson Wentz say do anything wrong or right. I haven't seen Carson Wentz do anything that would be unexpected from Carson Wentz. Right. You know what I mean? They, like he's, he is again, he is who we thought he was, and he does exactly what we thought he would do. And, you know, if that's not good enough, again, why would you bring him on the team when you know exactly what he is and know exactly what uh, he can do? I, I refuse to give him any of the blame for this mess, man, because, because you? you know, what's, what is this team? That's your favorite line. What is the identity of this team? Yep. Is it run and shoot? Is it ground and pound? Is it, like, clock management? Is it uh, high scoring, high flying? What is it? Right. What is it? So often, you know what? And, and, and I encourage the listeners, don't, you know, except for me and Clark, don't listen to the media in this area. Some fine guys, some good <laughs> friends of ours. But look, observe with your own eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With your own eyes. And, and, and listen, if you listen to talk radio, listen to the callers and listen to the answers. There are plenty of people who call with legitimate questions sure. and the answers are poo-pooed. Like, uh, mm -hmm. well, you know, uh, Ron's not going to do that. They're just not going to do that. You got this, they got that. You know, it gets to a point it gets beyond the investment. You know, look at the, the 
Russell Wilson in Seattle after I forget the high the high price of free agent uh, Flynn Matt Flynn oh yeah threw, yeah held the record through six touchdown passes in the game mm -hmm. but they, at the training camp they said no this isn't the guy the rookie is the guy it takes courage to make that decision and yeah. and decisions aren't being made here we're, we're dealing you know people made the jokes about Carolina North when Ron kept bringing the the Panther here the Pantskins or whatever right <laughs> but this is what this all it is this is like nepotism city right come on just be my, you're my buddy. Let's get a couple of million for a couple of years, and then we'll just move on and, and say it was Carson Wentz's fault. Right. Yeah. No. Hundred <laughs> percent. There you go, folks. And 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 now as we switch our attention to the defense, uh, you know, uh, Justin Fields different than Aaron Rodgers, uh, but this year still both have the same issues. You know, Aaron Rodgers with these young receivers that are catching the ball. We saw Chicago had a chance to make something happen Thursday. Uh, Justin put the ball right in the guy's hands. He didn't come down with it. Uh, he had, you know, Justin made a play. The receiver had to make the play. The receiver did not make the play. I don't, I agree with you. I don't think it was the cornerback on the burgundy and gold who made the play. The receiver for the bears did not make the play. So with Aaron Rodgers coming in town uh, defensively, what are you looking at as far as keys for this team to, compete in this game well um like i said this this team has been good for what ails the visitors um i think that they need to keep the ball out of aaron Rodgers' hands as 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 much as possible mm -hmm. now he doesn't have the weapons he's had in years past but it, it, it shouldn't matter, <laughs> right? I mean, if the quarterback is that good, you don't have to have an all-pro receiver. The they'll, they'll help each other. Uh, and they have a running game, you know? They still have a running game. So the key to this game is to keep them in third and long and to keep us in third and short. Mm -hmm. Like I said, if you run the first time and you only get three yards, it's not a fail. <laughs> it's not right. a fail. If you get the third and five, it's not a fail, right? You know, because you have options. You have options. If you get the third and ten, you don't have as many options, right? So um, ball control, let's be conservative. Let Heine do what he does best. Uh, and, you know, they Heine has weapons now. Let's see what he had. Before, all he had was uh, Terry McLaurin, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, let's see what he has with a full complement of healthy weapons. I, I think it'll be. I think he'll be all right. There you go. There you go. All right. So um, uh, we'll be back after this quick break. We'll talk a little bit of fake news or not. Uh, this is the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. Hi, I'm Albert Pujols. And I'm Deidre Pujols. And we made it our mission to strike out slavery. Did you know that millions of people, many who are in vulnerable populations, are caught in this nightmare of violence, fraud, and coercion? And during a crisis like the pandemic, even more innocent people are at risk of falling victim to human trafficking. Sometimes we all take true freedom for granted. Freedom to live our life. The freedom to pursue our dreams. The freedom to watch and play baseball. But for far too many, basic freedom has been torn away, often violently and often targeting those most vulnerable among us. That's why we made it our mission to strike out slavery. And we're sending out an SOS. Because freedom is worth fighting for. Join us. Join baseball fans. Join the fight against human trafficking. Go to strikeoutslavery.com. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. 
The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. And that's why when others look away, Susan G. Komen leans in. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Fighting breast cancer takes funding for research to discover the next new treatment, providing access to quality and affordable health care, and people willing to take action by raising funds and raising their voice to advocate for others. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. The future depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work, sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change, and generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future, who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and who enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Hey everybody, it's David and Nikki Nellis for Foodie and the Beast, the D.C. area's one and only food and wine variety show right here on 1500 AM. You want to know what's going on at the local restaurants, what the local chefs are doing and saying, except for the French chefs, I can never understand them, the vineyards, wine seminars, more. It's all right here on Foodie and the Beast every Sunday morning at 11, right here on 1500 AM. everybody, it's David and Nikki Nellis for Foodie and the Beast, the D.C. area's one and only food and wine variety show right here on 1500 AM. You want to know what's going on at the local restaurants, what the local chefs are doing and saying, except for the French chefs, I can never understand them, the vineyards, wine seminars, more. It's all right here on Foodie and the Beast every Sunday morning at 11, right here on 1500 AM. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM, anywhere where you get your fine podcast. Part of the podcast, one family, happy to be so. And so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for America's favorite segment, yeah. Fake News or Not. It's time for Fake News or Not. Not, not, not. Exactly. There's the echo. I've got three phrases. Kevin lets me know whether it is fake news or not. Statement number one, now that Heineke's on the field, Carson, Carson Witts will never step back on the field wearing the burgundy and gold or maroon and black or white and gold with maroon helmets, whatever you want to call the cover scheme nowadays. Carson Wentz will never step back on the field as the quarterback of this team. Fake news or not? Yeah, that's fake news. That's fake news. It, it, uh, you would have to believe the narrative. If you're from the fan perspective, you believe the narrative and the insinuations that, that, this, that he was a problem. Now, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he did get shell shot after he got 
shell shocked after getting rattled like he did by, by the Eagles. And I mean, those guys, I mean, this isn't touch football, ladies and gentlemen. These big boys are hitting this guy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're hitting him because they want to cause damage. And but but it wasn't like, you know, he 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 stood tall through the whole thing, man. Every press conference, everything, you know, he showed a lot of character, man. I got to tip my hat. Let's see. Let's see if there was some stuff that he was missing or if it, if they just didn't give him a chance to get familiar with the offense. He has an opportunity now to do something he hasn't had, and that's to sit back and watch, you know? Right. So yeah. maybe so he'll, he'll be better off because of it. His body got a chance to heal from those tremendous bat, uh, 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 beatdowns he's gotten for the past <laughs> six weeks. <laughs> so, but I, I think it's, it's, it's too, technically they're not out of the playoff thing, right? You know, because the you know the the rest of the NFC East has to keep battling each other, and hopefully they'll knock some of each other off, right? You know, everybody's shooting for the Eagles, but mm-hmm. it's too easy. It's too early to write them off yet. So yeah, that's fake news. He very well after the mysterious uh, mystery uh, broken finger. Um, uh, uh, heels and and I, and I found it so interesting. He he said, "Oh no, I'm going across the country away from your doctor. <laughs> I'm gonna find out what what the real deal is, right? Because mm-hmm. who knows? They may have told him, oh, Carson, you'll be back next week. They may have said something like that, and Carson yeah, said, yeah, no, you, yeah, no, you'll be good next week.'" Yeah, because you look at the medical history of this outfit, man. It ain't like it ain't like Chicago Med, man. Right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is not. No, it certainly no. is not. Not at all. Not. This is not, this is not Grey's Anatomy you're dealing with here, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so, so fake news. Fake news. All right, so uh, fake news or not? Statement number two: Chase Young, once he's back, will dramatically improve the defense. Fake news or not? I would say, I would say that is news. Now, the question is, when is that going to be? Next year? Okay. <laughs> that's what year? I was thinking. No, that's smart, because that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, he would, but I haven't, you know, I don't, like, I thought he'd be back by now. And I'm not, okay. and, 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 and by the way, I'm not really hearing a lot of updates on him. Right. Again, going back, this crew is not Grey's Anatomy, right? This is not. This is the same crew that made Carson say, "No, I'm going out here." (laughs) This guy look at my finger, right? You know that. You know who? uh, Same, same doctor that RG three had. As as, you know, it's it's. You gotta you gotta wonder, man, if the whole medical. And I'm not a doctor. I have no right to to even question their authority. (laughs) I just look. I just look at what I see. Of course, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, you know. I'll tell you a story, man. As as a veteran, I had to go to the Veterans Administration when I got out of the army for a checkup. And as I walked into the building, VA hospital. This is a long time ago. I'm sure there have been uh, uh, changes and upgrades and whatever. I walked out the building. I walked into the building. A guy walked out the building and collapsed right in front of me. Okay. <laughs> right, you know, walking out of the hospital. Right, yeah. you know. You would assume uh, so walking in, if he coming, if he's coming out, he's better than he was. Right, 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 right. That's that's my point exactly. I said, I don't want to go in here. <laughs> if this is the shape he's in when he leaves, I I don't want to go in here. Right, you know. So <laughs> so you know, we hope that these guys are getting the best of, of medical care. But uh, I think a second p- opinion on Chase would be warranted. We don't know if he's ahead of schedule, behind schedule. We don't know if it's a physical limitation. We don't know if it's a mental limitation. Mm-hmm. But I think a second opinion would help all parties concerned. There all parties go. concerned. There you go. Fake news or not statement number three. 
all this drama with Daniel Snyder and the owners and have enough votes to vote him out or anything like that is actually good news for Ron Rivera's job security. Fake news or not. That is news. That is so news. That is so much news. I'm wondering if Ron is the one who's leaking this. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. right. We gotta get him. We gotta first. I throw the quarterback out there, then I throw some Dan Snyder stuff. But yeah, that'll teach you. That'll give. <laughs> you ever heard him talk about having only two linebackers are playing? You know, because they're talking about Dan Snyder. Yeah, man, that's 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 news. I don't know if you all remember back in the day when we had the Squire, as they used to call him, Jack Cook, as an owner. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a couple of episodes with his uh, wife, his lovely wife Marlena, and her. Let's call him her associate. <laughs> you know, because I don't know the people. I don't know what the relationship was. Uh -huh. But there was one time when the associate was trying to leave her, and they were up in Georgetown, and Marlena jumped on the hood of his car <laughs> mm -hmm. to keep him from driving away, right? You know, okay. so he's driving he's driving down the street with the wife of Jack Ken Cook on, on the hood of his car. I'm saying all this to say... <laughs> Rich people live a different life, <laughs> man. You're wrong. I mean, you 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 know, you're wrong if you think you're going to hold the outstanding. Now, there's certain standards, uh, you know, in terms of decency and harassment. There's certain lines you just can't draw. But they live in a world that's totally foreign to most totally of us, different. right? You know, totally different, you know. And and I think they need like. To, uh, what, 24 owners to say Dan is out before? No, it, it, it's just not going to happen. Right. They're probably all laughing about it. Dan, they got you this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't care enough. They don't yeah. care enough. Yeah, well, and, then, and, and by the way, because it's not really affecting their bottom line. Not it's a not bit. Affecting their money? What do they not care? Not a bit. Not, Why not would they a disrupt bit. the groove? Why would they do anything? Even So here's the thing. When Dan Snyder says, oh, I've got enough to trash all uh, a bunch of owners, I've got enough dirt they're not like it's not even the dirt being aired out that they're concerned about because he'll be the one seen as a weasel. Like he'll be the one who's seen as the snitch and the rat and stuff like that. And as we know in the streets, you know, snitches get stitches. So <laughs> they're not worried about that. But what they but but the problem is they're like, this could affect my bottom line if he leaks anything out. Not that I lose my team, but could it affect my bottom line? And that's what and that's what I think it it, it comes down to. Like you said, they live such different lives. They don't care about this. The only thing, that's the only thing that matters to them is the is the bottom line, the dollars and cents, right? You know, do you think that they have all these social messaging uh, images on the back of their helmets and on the goalposts because they're socially aware and socially conscious? If they were that aware, they would have been that stuff would have been on the helmets 10 years ago. <laughs> you see what well, I'm no, right, right. No, you know, you're right. And this is, one thing, this is one thing the NBA gets right. The NBA gets this. The NFL doesn't for whatever, and, but but I think it has a lot to do with the fan base. There was some so, and I don't even want to get all you know, you know, into the whole weeds of things. But the 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 fans of the NBA had a quick change once Allen Iverson got into the league. Yes, yes because yes. he was who he was unapologetically. He had the cornrows, he had the baggy shorts, you had the fab five like. There were guys in the league, and and the fan base connected to it. The black fan base connected yes. to it, loved it. And then when when the white boy Jason Williams got in, oh and no, he was white and doing everything. He was <laughs> like, well, now what in the world? You know, and so it so it it it. I literally have heard. You know, I work I work in the political arena in media. I've literally heard, um, and not just you know conservative, but also those who would be considered liberal white politicians 
say they stopped watching basketball when Allen Iverson got in the league. And I would ask them, well, why? Because he was a great player. So it wasn't <laughs> skill. It wasn't like he was dumbing down the skill level. What made you stop? Was it the tattoos? Was it the cornrow? <laughs> was it the was it the long short? Like what, <laughs> yeah. what was it that made you stop watching when Allen Iverson played? And and and, and the, my point is is that no matter what happens with football, there is a fan base that won't change. You see it in college football. You're seeing it in the pros. And it's not happening the way. And so they're always late when it comes to that, even though their players reflect those messages. Yeah, it's it's just like I remember in, in baseball, I think it's still uh, it might be this way where the Yankees didn't allow their players to have facial hair. That was just that was just their tradition. Right. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, there's something football doesn't have that that same tradition is the thing about football the thing about the nfl is it translates well to tv that's why it works so well right um uh, and it's so popular it's just it was you know tv and football grew up together it's, it's, it's a better game to watch on tv than it is it is absolutely it is absolutely yeah and the owners their only their only concern is maintaining that relationship right so if dan snyder has done something that will harm that relationship they 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 can't pull them out of there like I wish Rivera would go, but that's right. that's. <laughs> but until that point, it's just a distraction, not so much for them, as it is for us. <laughs> you know? Do you think? Do you think that they cannot conduct the business of the league because of the reports and there? They ask a couple of questions <laughs> about Dan Snyder. They say, "Oh, we we got to stop operations until we get the Snyder." It, it does not work like that. It really doesn't work like that. And I put a, a, a question on Twitter this week. And I got some interesting responses. I said, what if Dan Snyder left town and took the team with him? Would you all be happy then? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I got a response. Oh, yeah, we'll get another team in a heartbeat. No, you won't. <laughs> ask, ask Cleveland. You won't. No, you won't. No, you won't. Where do you they know? even think that? Where do they even think that they would get a team that fast? Like, no, you won't. And listen, nobody wants to ask St. Louis if they don't want another team. Yeah, and, you know, And it's, there are plenty of cities who would take it in a heartbeat. Ask Oakland. Ask San Diego if they wouldn't want another yeah. pro franchise. Yeah. You know, so let's get real about this, right? You know, we can't control this, right? I don't, I want everybody to be an angel. But I know people aren't. Do you know what kind of individual uh, owns the car dealership where you bought your car? No, no. <laughs> you know? That's right. You know, do you know the character of the guy who owns McDonald's up the street from you? No. Well, let's get real about this. We don't care. Uh, we're, we're owners. We don't care what you think as long as you come in here and keep buying the $50 beers and the $25 hot dogs. Right. You know, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's all it is. Yes, that's all it is. All right. Well, there that is. That's funny. I mean to depress you, man. No, no, but you were great. You're, you're wonderful. You're Kevin Stanfield. This is what people come to the show for. For fake news that I I've got a question about a movie coming up that I'm sure Kevin hasn't watched yet. Not sure if he's right. gonna watch it. Wanna talk a little Halloween, uh watching the Wizards kick off their um season tonight as we record on a yes, Wednesday. Yes. It is also Kevin, it's your birthday, right? Yes, it is. Right we'll in the Kevin's middle of the special birthday, birthday edition. Yeah, and we'll talk about uh, the Packers coming up on the Federal Football Report. United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and America's largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. USDSA assists city. 
county, state, and federal law enforcement agencies through our many varied programs, including free safety equipment donations, free officer survival training, cash donations, and condolence letters to the family of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty. USDSA also offers college scholarships for the dependent children of law enforcement along with the Citizen Awareness Program and thank you cards to law enforcement. These are just some of the ways United States Deputy Sheriff's Association assists America's law enforcement and the citizens they serve. For more information about United States Deputy Sheriff's Association or to see how you can help, visit www.usdeputy.org. United States Deputy Sheriff's Association, taking training to the next level because lives are on the line. Delete this immediately. You hear me? From the producers who brought you Agency CIO's dream come true. Who are these people? And Federal IT Lifesaver. They're amazing. Now comes another summer blockbuster. Wow, this intel is a game changer. We're running out of time. Post it now. Here it goes. Starring a 40-year veteran journalist and the host of The Federal Drive. I don't care what the consequences are. We just can't keep this to ourselves. They have to know. Tom Temin. And a 20-year veteran of executive branch coverage and executive editor of Federal News Radio. Wait to hear this interview. The award-winning journalist, Jason Miller. Oh, this is good. You better crank it up. Federalnewsradio.com. Experience. The difference. Rated GS 11 and above. Showing now at federalnewsradio.com. <sighs> Producers who brought you Agency CIO's dream come true. Who are these people? And Federal IT Lifesaver. They're amazing. Now comes another summer blockbuster. Wow, this intel is a game changer. We're running out of time. Post it now. Here it goes. Starring a 40-year veteran journalist and the host of The Federal Drive. I don't care what the consequences are. We just can't keep this to ourselves. They have to know. Tom Temin. And a 20-year veteran of executive branch coverage and executive editor of Federal News Radio. Wait to hear this interview. The award-winning journalist, Jason Miller. Oh, this is good. You better crank it up. Federalnewsradio.com. Experience. The difference. Rated GS 11 and above. Showing now at federalnewsradio.com. Welcome back to the uh, Kevin Stanfield birthday edition of the Federal right. Football Report. Kevin Stanfield, happy birthday, man. Thank you, thank you, thank um, you. You know, Everybody, as yep. someone who has who, who's known you professionally, and that professional uh, relationship has, has leaked uh, somewhat, you know, in, into personal life, let me just say that you are a, a, a wonderful uh, man and a gentleman, great father to your daughters, great husband to your wife, uh, great granddad to your granddaughter, and they're lucky to have you in their lives. And I hope that you feel that they are lucky to have you. <laughs> well, I, I find myself, that's news. That's not fake news. There. <laughs> that's definitely news. Thank you very much. Can't disagree with anything that you just said. <laughs> and I'm sure our buddy Rodney uh, feels the same way, man. Right, right, and so right, happy right. birthday to you and many, you, many more. And uh, hopefully when we are able to get together uh, face-to-face, as I know we've got personal plans that we won't share on air, that's uh, right. uh, I'll, I'll try to make sure that you feel that same love, my brother. Um, all right, all right. You do 
what you do. So <laughs> one quick thing before we uh, jump into the Wizards and Packers. Um, not that the Wizards will be playing the Packers, although maybe if the Wizards play the Packers, <laughs> I have a better <laughs> chance. Yeah. Yes. So this, so a, a, so I am a horror film person. Yes. yes. Every ho- every October, uh, every day for the thirty one days, I watch a horror film every year. You did tell me about that. You should watch the original Dracula. Yes. 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 Started it last year. I'm about halfway through it now, and so I'm going to try to <laughs> finish it this year. Will you see Halloween ends? Um, That's my favorite not, Halloween series. Bro. Not soon. <laughs> I won't see it too. I won't see it soon. I'm sort of. I think I'm. I'm four episodes behind on my Halloween series. The last one I watched was when it was the 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 cult that that worship Michael Myers, and they were going to mm-hmm. sacrifice a baby in a hospital, and Michael Myers killed everybody. And, Okay. And now okay. I think that was the last one that Donald Pleasance was in, I think, because he passed away sometime. I mean, they've been Halloween since what was this forty years of, of Halloween yeah. or something, something like that? that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I probably I might watch it in the hope that it's finally the last one, because it says Halloween ends. I mean, what can it do? <laughs> what yeah, can it do? Yeah. Halloween well, ends again, well, right? You know? I was shocked because you know you we go years before there's another one, and there was a new one last year. Right, and I can't remember. It was Halloween something. I can't remember what it what was. It Halloween was it? kills. Halloween kills. Halloween um, kills. Yeah, but this one's Halloween ends. Here's the storyline. I just see this online. It says four years after the events of Halloween kills. This is four years after this. Even though it's hard to imagine because it was just one year last year when Halloween Kills came out. So anyway, we're thinking three years in the future from today. Uh, uh, Lori is living with her granddaughter Allison and finished writing her and is finishing writing her memoirs. Michael Myers hasn't been seen since, of course. Right. But we know we're going to see him because there'd be no reason to right. have a movie. It's a Halloween movie, yeah. Exactly. So, Lori, after allowing the, spect- the specter of uh, Michael Myers to determine and drive her reality for decades, has decided she's going to liberate herself from the fear and rage and embrace her life. So, after all these years, from being a kid up until last year, our time, three years movie time, yeah. she's finally decided, Kevin, it's as easy as liberating herself I'm from free. the fear and rage and embrace life. I'm free. I'm this free. Is, so yeah. it was all about good liberating move. herself. That's right. That's now, right. Now, when a young man named Corey Cunningham, not to be confused with Randall Cunningham. Uh, or Richie Cunningham, either one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is accused of killing a boy he was babysitting, which, by the way, that violates all kind of horror film rules like kids don't die in horror films right but now all of a sudden they're breaking that rule but anyway he's accused of killing some boy when he was babysitting it ignites a cascade of violence and terror that will force lori she's now she's forced to finally confront the evil she can't control once and for all now here's what's weird is that I've seen plenty of movies where she confronted the evil halloween kills she can she set booby traps in her house and set the basement on fire with him in it. She confronted it. There's no finally confronting it about it. Yeah, well, what I, you know, so she's <laughs> confronting it while she's liberated, right? Right. Maybe she. <laughs> when you're liberated, you, Michael. I didn't even deal with it at all. I'm yeah, free. But I, I feel better about it now. <laughs> exactly. I'm at, so, I'm at one. Have a flower before I try to chop your head off. Exactly. You know, so I can't wait to see this. Um, cause I'm, a, again, I'm a Halloween, I'm a Halloween fan. Um, yeah, no matter yeah. what happens in this movie, 
uh, Michael Myers will never die in my mind and in my heart, which is really dark and that's, sad. And some that's what they're banking on. <laughs> right. it's, really, it's really a weird, yeah. dark thing for me to say, but Michael Myers will live forever in my heart. Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't matter to me what happens. I just want to see him kill a lot of people in the meantime. Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that on uh, Halloween 2 did not involve Michael Myers at all. Remember right. Halloween 2? Season right. of the it, Witch? It didn't, yeah. Not at all. Yes. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was you know, it was about masks and stuff, but it was it did not involve Michael. But I guess Michael's horror agents got involved, and now mm-hmm. everything is about Michael, right? You know, so right. I, right. I wish you... Uh, much enjoyment in that one. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. It, 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 it's released in theaters. It's already been released, but it's also available on Peacock. I think I'm going to stream it. I think I'm just mm-hmm. going to watch it on Peacock. I don't think I'm going to go to the movies, although I love going to the movies. I just don't know if I have the time to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that there's a couple of movies. Even tonight, uh, the, uh, the the screening, the premiere for uh, Black Adam, the uh, superhero right. movie, was right. tonight. I'm going to pass on that. I think I'm going to review it before I, before I see it. Right. And, <laughs> you know, and in a couple of weeks, uh, Wakanda Forever returns. I can't so, wait. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people very excited about that. I probably review I still that. I haven't one seen again. Woman King. I, need to I have not. Uh, I have not. Uh, I've, I've seen Lion King, but I figure it's <laughs> same thing both a woman. But I, I probably not. No. <laughs> I don't know about that. Let me check. Well, there you go. All right. So we got the, speaking of previewing before it happens, wizard season, what do you think? I, I, um, I don't, I mean, I want to be happy. I want to be hopeful, (laughs) but I don't think that might be the title of the show today. I want to be happy. (laughs) I want to be happy. I want to be happy. (laughs) I want to be liberated from me being a fan, but, (laughs) but I just don't think that they have done enough Mm -hmm. to improve themselves. They may have solidified, I, you know, Bradley bill is a good player. I personally don't think he's a, the player that you can build your team around. I think that he's right. a good secondary uh, piece to a a, 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 a dominant player. Um, Cause I don't think that, you know, at least outwardly that he's uh, ego driven. And I think that's one of the shortcomings of his game. I yeah. think that, I think there's gotta be something in a, in a, and especially a ball player, man, there's gotta be something that he feels at any given time, point in time that he's unstoppable, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and he's gotta, mm-hmm. he's gotta believe it before he can make other people believe yeah. it. Right. Well, you know, know, it's interesting because that's one of the critiques that people make of certain individuals like politicians. Oh, he's too, or she's too ego driven. It's like, well, to think that you could be the president of the United States, you've got to have some. Yeah. And so to think that you could be, you know, the lead, scorer or the lead player or the go-to guy and the ball needs to be in your hands all the time on an NBA team, you gotta have some ego already. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you got to, you got to. Uh, back in my younger days, my thing was there were guys that I knew, I just absolutely knew were better players than I was. Right. The key was they didn't know that. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna make them think that I was better than them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, every time I miss a shot, oh man, how did I miss that? You know, <laughs> and it took about it took about their game, right? Because it's a head yeah. game, it's all in mind game, right? So I'm hopeful. I'm thinking they're going to bring some excitement um, uh, with the young kid, uh, you know, whose name escaped me right now. They drafted another guard, and mm-hmm. they, they, you know, Wes Unsell Jr. has to really show me something this year. He has to show me that he's capable of doing this with what he has. And what I don't want to, what I got kind of tired of hearing last year is excuses in the post game conference. You know, we did a bunch of the games while we produced a bunch of the games and we hear the, uh, the coach speak and it was always an excuse. 
why it didn't happen. You know, it's always an excuse. And he became a little bit too comfortable with the excuses. So mm-hmm. I want to see if he takes a step forward in his career and his development as the head of a head of a team. And um We'll, you know, we'll we'll be hopeful. Just be competitive. Be competitive. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. And 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 win some games. Let's win some games early. Let's keep that momentum. Uh, and and we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how. Speaking it, of winning games, you didn't tell me. Give me the Manny report. Oh yeah. So Manny uh, had another game this past Saturday. They played the uh, Baltimore Football Academy Wolfpack. Ooh. And they beat them twenty-one to nothing. They got their first win this season. All right. Uh, Manny playing defensive end uh, on one play on defense burst through the line. They tried to pass it. He sees the screen. He, he, he stops rushing the quarterback drops back a little bit to play the screen. He jumps up and bats the ball down and he's just flexing. I mean, he's like, let's go. He's like, no, not on this side. Then he's playing quarterback. He pinches outside and he dashes in to get the running back as they run to the left. And he hits the guy and brings him down. Uh, almost recovers a fumble on fourth down. I mean, just out there. And then he gets a run on off. So they've been, we've been having issues with the snap. And so he, because he's a team player, he moves the center because he's one of the better snappers on the team. And he was playing center, but towards the end of the game, they gave him a run. He gets the ball. And as opposed to running outside, like all the other kids were doing, he's running out of bounds. So, you know, running to, to the sidelines so they get pushed out of bounds. He goes inside. He cuts back. And he's reading the block. And he goes left. And he reads <laughs> the block. He goes right. He's being patient. And he almost breaks through past the safety. So the safety kind of hits his ankle and then trips him up. Uh, and he almost broke one. So it was it was cool to see. They got their win. And, uh, and yeah, so he's feeling good. All right, all right. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Maybe we should send some Manny film out there to Ashburn. Let them see what they want to looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them see what it looks like when a player actually wants to. Wants That's to right. All right. So speaking <laughs> of wanting to win, got the Packers coming up on uh, Sunday. What needs to happen, Kevin, in order to get this win? Um, uh, besides the earthquake, um, I, I think <laughs> that I think this is going to be a tough one because uh, Green Bay has lost with two in a row. And uh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has gotten to a point yet where he just doesn't care. I right. think that he's he's one of those guys that's ego-driven. And I think that um, there's still enough veteran leadership on the Packers that they, they take this seriously, right? So I think that I think that Heineke is going to show that there's flashes, but I think in the end, the, the, the Packers are going to prevail uh, 32-29. Okay, okay, so pretty close. Here's, here's what the, the commanders need to do. Do at least what the Jets did last week. Yes. Do it, you know, whatever the Jets did last Because the Jets, the Jets, the New York yes. Jets beat the Packers in Lambeau. In Lambeau. Do what the Jets did last week. That's right. There you go. All right. It's the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. I'm Claude Jennings. He's Kevin Stanfield. Follow him. He's more interesting on Twitter than I am. Uh, at Stanfield Kevin. <laughs> I'm Claude J Media. And we'll be back next week. Your story, it lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.